Hey, it's Chris Terry from Gen Z Media, and I've got some exciting news. The Unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel is now a middle-grade book series. You can read all about the exciting adventures of Mars, Caddy, JP, and Toothpick as they search for their missing friends and come up against the brilliant and mysterious billionaire Oliver Pruitt. Pick up a copy now at your favorite bookstore. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. Hands on fire. Hands on fire. One's a liar. The other is telling the truth. Hands on fire. fire. It's down to the wire. Can you figure out who's who? Bishop, California. This is Pants on Fire. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to Pants on Fire, the game show where kids choose between the victorious checkmate of truth mm. and the failed gambit of lies. Oh. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and oh yes, over there, that's our robot Lisa, which stands for live in-studio audience. Well, you know, Deborah, it also stands for loud, impressive sound automation, because I can make noises like this. Okay, yeah, that's good. And you wonder why you never get invitations to fancy restaurants. What, there are fancy restaurants? You've never taken me. I didn't even know there were fancy because ones. Because you make all those noises. Oh. Why don't we talk instead about something more important, like how this game works? Oh, I can do that. Do Every it. week, we bring on two grown-ups. Other shows have one grown-up. So we said, no, we're going to do two grown-ups. <laughs> one is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. No one, Deborah. And, and just just tell me, what are we lying about today? We are lying about chess, that 1,500-year-old board game of strategy. Lisa, do you have an experience with chess? Oh, Deborah, robots learn to play chess before we can even walk. But you don't really walk. You kind of you roll. Deborah, don't start with me. We're talking about chess, one of my favorite games. Okay, we'll change the subject entirely. Let's find out about our contestant instead. It's time to meet today's human child contestant. From Corning, New York, home of Corningware and the Corning Museum of Glass. Corn. Please meet a 10-year-old who plays soccer and basketball. I like to call him Ethan Jang. That's right. Hi, Ethan. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much. So let me learn a little bit about you, Ethan, and everyone at home can learn something about you, too. You're in fifth grade, is that right? Yeah. Ooh. And you have a mean dog named Summer, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> you do, don't you? But it's also true that you are in the Guinness Book of World Records for balancing the greatest number of ketchup bottles on your head. Easy, easy, easy. No. No, that's not true. That's a lie. Right? Yeah. See what I did there? You know, Deborah, I'm in the Guinness Book of Records for being the most robot. That's not a category. Yeah, yeah. It's in, it's in the back. It's in the back. Well, I'll be sure to look for that later. Okay. Or not at all. So let's talk about lies a little bit, Ethan. Uh, do you have any experience with lies? Might you have told a lie recently, maybe? Definitely. You have. And would you like to share a little bit about that lie? Well, I've told so much, I don't really know. (laughs) You're a seasoned liar, is what you're saying. Are you really good at it? 
Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. So what makes a good liar? You have to look them in the eye and then try not to make any laughs or anything right right next to it. (laughs) So take it totally seriously, right? Yeah. Excellent. And do you think that because you're a pretty good liar, you're going to be able to figure out who is the liar in the show? Probably. Yeah. Is there anything that they can say or the way they say it that will tip you off? They might be a bit too confident, Mm. and then that might show that they know that they're the liar, so then they're trying to sell it too much. Mm. So first we're going to meet an expert named Peter Oliver. Hi, Peter. Hello. Hello. Would you kindly introduce yourself to Ethan? I would love to. Ethan, hello. My name is Peter Oliver, as previously mentioned. And uh, I have been teaching chess for five years. Excellent. And now we're going to meet our next expert, Naomi Lindholm. Hi, Naomi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks so much. Can you please introduce yourself to Ethan? Hi, Ethan. I'm Naomi, and I am an official announcer and judge for the National Chess Tournament in the States. And I also founded an organization that helps homeless youth Uh, to learn how to play chess. It's called Children Choose Chess. Excellent. And so now, Ethan, do you know much about chess? I sort of do, but I think my friends know way more (laughs) about it than I do. (laughs) So you have a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, a little. I know the basics. Good. That'll get you far, I think. Let's see if your questions today and your strategy will win the day, shall we? Yeah, okay. I hear that sizzling sound. You know what that means. Oh, it it means your hand is on the stove. Take it off the stove, Deborah. (laughs) My hand is not on the stove. Okay. No, that sizzling sound means that it's hot seat time. It's time to put our experts on the hot seat to see whose pants catch fire. Lisa, Ethan is now going to ask our experts some questions to spot the liar. Which expert should Ethan put on the hot seat first? Ooh, he should put Naomi, because she has three vowels in her name. I'm so jealous. I've I've always wanted three vowels. (laughs) So cool. It's a lot of vowels. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. So, Ethan, do you have some questions for Naomi? How old are you? That's a really rude question. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm 31. And how long have you been playing chess? Since before I could walk. Um, my grandfather taught me um, when I was like three. And I know that my dad, um, you know, I watched his games when I was like two and younger. So they're both um, really good chess players. So they taught me. Okay. Do you know where chess originated from? Well, I know that there's chess that was that was developed in China thousands of years ago. Okay. Do you have another question for Naomi, or do you have one for Peter? Um, I have one for Peter. Do it. Yes. Name three famous chess players. Mm, good one. Bobby Fischer, Magnus Carlsen, Gary Kasparov. What about Big Blue? <laughs> deep, deep Blue. No, Big Blue. <laughs> That's Big my blue. nickname in the robot computer game. Um, Big Blue is going to be my fourth and Thank a half. You. Thank you. Ethan, did you know those names? Well, I know Bobby Fischer. Yeah. You didn't know the other two? No. <laughs> Do you think uh, maybe he's making those names up? They are funny names. I feel like I heard one of them. Okay. 
Which side starts first, the white or the black? Is this for me? Yes. The white side starts first. Okay. Why, why is that? Just because. Just because. <laughs> There's no Smoke rational explanation. Smoke before fire. Interesting. Yeah. Did you know that answer, Ethan? Yes. And did he get it right? Yeah. Okay, so far so good. Of course I did. I have a question. I want to hear your question. Uh, this is for Naomi. Which side goes second? <laughs> oh. That's uh, That would be the... The black side. Ah, she's good. <laughs> Is there any moment in time in a chess game where somebody can pass their turn? Mm, I wish, but no. No, you no. have to take a turn. It's one of the rule of things about chess. You gotta move. I see. Do you have any more questions? Ethan. Um, this is towards Peter. What is a stalemate? A stalemate uh, occurs either when the two players agree that checkmate isn't really going to be possible. It can happen a couple ways. One team could sort of pin the king such that the king is not in trouble or in check, as we say. But if it were to move to any square, it would be in check. So that would cause a stalemate. And the uh, other way is by three-move repetition. So if both teams make the same move three times in a row, then they say, you guys, cut it out. Go do something else. Are some chess uh, matches timed? Yeah, there's three kinds of chess matches. There's a standard match, which is open-ended time. Um, then there's 15-minute games, um, where every time you make a move, 10 seconds get added to your clock. And then there are three-minute games, um, where every time you make a move, two seconds get added to your clock. You know your chess. <laughs> That's because I'm an expert, Ethan. Well, but Naomi may be an expert, too. Let's see. So, Naomi, so you say you judge competitions. How well do you have to know the game? Do you have to know it just as well as everybody who's competing? Yeah, you just kind of have to know it as well as the players that you're judging. Like, for instance, I was judging a competition, and these really great players were playing, and they were doing that three-move repetition, but I knew they would be able to get out of it. And so that's up to the discretion of the judge to decide that, you know what, they're gonna get out of this. And so they did do that, but then they eventually got out of it. It was a really exciting game, and you know that's why it's important to have a really good judge to officiate. Yeah, are there moves that are illegal that players try to make in chess? Hold it right there, Kasparov, you're under arrest. Yeah, people that don't really know how to play chess, sometimes they'll, you know, they'll move a rook diagonally or, you know, they'll move, you know, a, a pawn like three spaces instead of two on the first move. So, yeah, there's like plenty of moves that you can't do. You have to follow the path and, you know, there's certain moves that are trickier than others. Like if you get to the other side with your rook and your bishop, they can switch places. Um, so that's a really helpful move if, you know, you're trying to get someone in check and then you can't figure out how to do it because you're not on the right squares. Ethan, do you have some more questions? Is the queen supposed to be on its own color or the opposite color? The queen is on the opposite color. Okay. Very good. You've done some research, I see. I had to. <laughs> I barely knew chess before this. Well, now you might be an expert. Yeah, I'd be really curious to hear if when you guys are out at a party, if there's a, a story about chess that you tell that makes everybody fascinated and want to learn how to play chess. Oh, yeah. I say, hey, uh, I can play chess. And then people <laughs> say, whoa, you're cool. Here's some salsa. <laughs> or do they say, oh, I really have to go home and walk the dog? Well, yeah, both of them. Yeah. So uh, maybe uh, Peter would like to start off with a story about how you teach 
chess to kids. Well, I actually use stories to teach chess to kids. I sort of invent these crazy stories. It's about this guy called King Chompers. And King Chompers, every morning when he wakes up, he has 10 pancakes for breakfast. Then at lunch, he has 20 sandwiches. And at dinner, he has 30 pizzas. Mm, pizza! And as a result, you can imagine his belly mm. is rather large. But as a result of his belly being so large, he can only move one square at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. Excellent. That's a really good way of learning chess because then you always remember how the pieces move because there are a lot of different pieces that move differently. Yeah, I think there's like... All of them together, I think there's like 16, right? Yes, per side, yep. Naomi, how does a chess announcer announce? Is there a tone or do you speak really rapidly? How would you, would you be able to give us a demonstration of chess announcing? Sure. Um, so say there's a game um, and when you're announcing chess, you're doing it for the audience, not the players. So you have to be really quiet. Right. And you say, oh, it looks like he's moved the rook out two spaces. And oh, look at that. He just moved the bishop. OK, this is going to be a really tense game. Wow. And you just kind of try to draw the excitement out. Of Do you try the to anticipate what kind of uh, strategies they're using? No, I'm I'm not allowed to comment oh. on that. But I can say, like generally, it looks like this kind of thing is developing. But I can't pin it on either of the players because it can be communicated back to them. Oh, they can can they hear you? They can hear me a little bit, but they're usually pretty focused on the game. And and the way the tournaments work is there's a lot of games going on at the same time. So, you know, if there's a, a game with two grandmasters, that would be the one that I would be officiating and, and really looking at closely. So do you know a lot of tricks that people do to try to get away with winning? Yeah, I've seen the craziest things. I've seen people palm pieces in their hand, and then when I'm not looking, they'll put a different piece in the piece's place, like uh, they'll trade out a bishop for like a pawn and hope that I don't notice. You know, it's like the same thing in poker when, when people are palming cards and hold on to them for better plays. So I just have to really watch people's hands. special sound, Lisa? Oh, yeah, I made that sound. <laughs> you did? And what does that sound mean? That sound means it's agitate time, Deborah. Uh -oh. <laughs> Android generated inquiry to analyze the experts. That's what that means. That means, Ethan, that Lisa is going to generate a question, and then Lisa's going to give you that question, and you're going to present it to our experts. Okay, Lisa, please generate the question. Buddha, 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 It's a long question. Oh, oh, you want me to generate the question? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go, Ethan. Ethan, please read your agitate question to the experts. I think chess is really boring. Why do you think it's fun? Is that your question, really, Lisa? I just think that I'd rather Deborah hang out with me. I'll hang out with you. I promise. All right, so Peter, you start. Well, Ethan, or whoever generated that question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Listening. The reason I think it's fun and not boring is because it's 
the most level playing field there is. It's, it's the mind. You don't need to be able to jump high. It's just brain versus brain. And you know, I love using my brain. Naomi, how about you? Well, for me, chess is fun because, you know, we can sit in a basement of a church and we can just play for hours and, um, you know, drink Red Bulls and have a big party. Um, for me, it's just really fun, especially when you're playing with your friends and, and especially when you're playing with a stranger, you get to learn about, you know, so many people play chess across the spectrum of humanity. So it's, it's really cool to be able to get to know people that you would never run into in real life. So Ethan, do you think you have enough information to identify who our expert is? I think so. You do. (gasps) Ethan, who do you think our chess expert is? Peter. You think it's Peter? Wait, why do you think it's Peter? Because Naomi, no offense, but I, I did some research and it said that the queen was on the same color of itself. You are correct, Ethan. You are correct. Peter Oliver is our chess expert. Well done. Well done. He did a lot of research for that. He did a great job, Naomi. Let me ask you, Peter, was there anything that Naomi said that was so off the mark that you want to really clear the record for our listeners? What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, yeah, first off, the queen goes on her color. Uh, whatever you said about a rook and a bishop being able to switch yeah, places. Yeah, that mm. <laughs> That'd be Suspicious. awesome. That'd be really cool. I feel like cool. I've seen that before, though. Um. Nah, you haven't. But it would be really cool. Um, yeah, no grandmaster would ever try to move a pawn three spaces. Mm. And yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> nice you, like, try, I, I, I have seen people try to, like, people have tried to do it to me on, in, if you play in, like, Washington Square Park or somewhere like that. The the chess hustlers, when you play really fast, and they're moving so fast that they actually do try to pull that. Oh, I just took one piece, but oh, I really took two pieces. (laughs) But if if, like a grandmaster, like they could literally, you could just show them a chessboard and be like, "What game was this?" And they'll be like, "Oh, this was Morphy versus uh, Palantine in 1893." (laughs) Do they all sound like that? (laughs) Yes, this is this is actually how they sound. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What about you, Naomi? Did you learn anything about chess uh, after hearing from Peter? I learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I learned, yeah, about the color. (laughs) And also that there were three different kinds of matches. I didn't know that. Excellent. Well, you all did a fantastic job, but especially you, Ethan, for identifying who our liar was. And the experts did a great job, too. And Lisa, well, thanks for coming. So, yeah, thanks for playing Pants on Fire, (laughs) where liars never win. Pants on Fire is a production of Gen Z Media, and Gen Z Media is a production of your mind. You've imagined this all. For more great shows and a couple of so-so shows, and to learn how to become a participant, visit bestrobotever.com. I can't believe that URL was available. I was just like, I'm going to take it. Hey, it's Chris Terry, sneaking in at the end of your show to let you know that we have a new website for Gen Z Media. gzmshows.com is our new home on the web where you can listen to all of our podcasts, buy scripts, t-shirts, mugs, and more. You can even hear trailers from our upcoming releases months before they come out. 
check out the new site at gzmshows.com. That's the letter G, the letter Z, Z if you're Canadian like me, and the letter M, shows.com. Thanks again for listening. Give me a Z! From PRX.